Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. That's right, you're listening to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show, Raise the Roof, here on 3CR. My name is Shane, and I'm in the studio with uh, Fiona and Pam. Thanks very much for coming in, both of you. You're welcome, no Shane. Worries. How are you doing today? A little deja vu, maybe? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, yeah, um, so, just to be clear, uh, Fiona, who's in the studio, is not our regular Fiona. We've got a substitute Fiona for this week because uh, <laughs> our own Fiona is still enjoying a sunny Irish holiday away from the dismal Melbourne weather. Um, Fiona, can you tell people what your role is at HAG? Um, I'm on the retirement housing team with Shane. Um, the best team. The best team, team number one. <laughs> and this is my first time in the studio. Oh, well. really? Very exciting. I thought we would have had you in by now. The, um, so Fiona, like she says, is part of my team. We, we give people advice and advocate for residents of retirement housing who have issues with their management. So uh, given that, uh, and given that Pam has some experience in this area as well, I thought what we might talk about today, or at least start with, is residence committees. So in a lot of kinds of more collective types of, of uh, retirement housing, whether that's a village, residential park, what have you, uh, people sometimes form re- residence committees, and that's something that HAG gives people uh, assistance with. So um, tell us about residence committees. Um, so I've been working with a couple of separate groups of people from different kinds of housing that have been wanting more information about how to set up their own residence committee. Um, a few of them have got a few people together and are wanting to know, I guess, the process of um, who's you know who's on the team, what they can all do, um, mm. how to get the right combination of people and skills to have a really strong residence committee. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with them to give them information um, that HAG has already compiled about how to do that um, and also um, doing some other kind of research online about other ways you can, I guess, ways that you, um, resources you can gather to um, make sure that everybody's on the same page about where the residence committee's going because you want the committee to reflect what that park or village um, needs because they're not all going to be the same. Yeah. And Pam, you've had, I think I mentioned a moment ago, some experience trying to organise a residence committee where you live. Do you want yeah. to tell us about that? Yes, yeah, Shane. Um, uh, before Christmas, we um, we decided um, that we would, uh, because of interest, form a um, residence committee. We've held a meeting and um, we've got about 150 residents mm-hmm. and we had 25 to 30 people mm-hmm interested which was a good sign mm. and with your help um, we formed this um, uh, the uh, tenants association mm-hmm. and um, uh, we're, we're sort of putting things in place uh, we did it because of um, rent increases which were mm-hmm. pretty pretty um, pretty high for one year and we just were worried everyone was on the same page about being worried about where this was going was mm-hmm. it going to be a ongoing thing or was it going to be just a one-of or mm. and we had no way of talking to the board or the manager about it so we decided we would do it as a collective rather than as one one person as each person uh, approached it so yeah. um yeah we 
Our biggest problem was that uh, people think that you're there to, um, you know, my sink's blocked, you know, and <laughs> my toilet's blocked. You know, mm-hmm. how do I get that fixed? You know, and we have to refer that on, of course, to mm-hmm. the to the manager. But um, mm-hmm. but we're 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 sort of working. It's it takes a long time, and they do get a bit impatient um, about you know what are you doing? What's happening mm-hmm. with this uh, collective? You know, but um, yeah, we're we're going in the right direction. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've pointed to one of the big reasons that a residence committee can be used. And that's about bargaining power. So mm. you've given the example of rent increases. Yes. If everyone individually, you know, complains about their rent increase and doesn't do anything, yes. or you know, a handful of people go to the manager and say, "This is, you know, this is too much. I, I'm not happy with this." Yes. yes. It's easy for the manager to ignore those those handful of individuals. Exactly. Or give an answer, flip an answer to each person separately. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and quite likely, you know, it's a lawful rent increase, so it's not not there's it, not a right they could it, enforce. Exactly. Yeah. But and our, our other our other th- concern was um, we we had, don't have access to the board. We would like to mm-hmm. be able to speak to the board mm-hmm. who's making all these decisions according to the manager mm-hmm. and um, we're, we're blocked from that, you know. So we would like to have a meeting with the with the board at least twice a year to see what their ideas mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. what what they're feeling and mm. what our ideas are and what we're feeling. So, you know, which was what mm. we used to be. We used to have a, a lovely, lovely, um, I live in social housing mm. and it was a lovely atmosphere and uh, mm. we don't want it to change. We want it to stay how it was. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, the, exactly as you say, communication pathways are another great reason for a residence committee. And for the same reason, exactly. individuals can't really approach the board. No but, no. but you can establish these kind of clear pathways where there can be communication so that the residents are speaking directly to exactly, the people who, exactly. who make these decisions about their lives. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, uh, Fiona, a kit that HAG has that we can send out to people who are interested in residence committees. Do you want to, can you yeah. talk a bit about what's in the kit? So I'll just grab the kit out of my bag. Well, I'll um, just I'll just stall for time while you do that. So <laughs> you can see Hag in association with Consumer Affairs Victoria uh, put together this kit. That's information that we mail out um, to people who are interested in setting up a committee, and maybe you can talk through a bit about what's in there. Yeah, so it's um available on our website, and it's um called a guide to starting and running a residence committee, and so it goes through um kind of um what the committee is, the purpose of it, how does it work, um what makes a good committee, um, how to start the committee, what kind of members you need, the roles, how to make meetings effective, how to take good minutes, mm-hmm. um, how to make decisions. Um, and it also includes lots of other useful contacts to other services and um, web links that will help kind of, um, you can, I guess, some examples of what things look like so you aren't just going in, in blind mm-hmm. and kind of guessing or feeling like you're not sure where you're going with it. So you can mm-hmm. look at other people who've done it before and think, oh, that that point they've put in their collection of information looks really important to us as well. And so you can kind of, you know, splice some things together so it suits you. Yeah, I guess it's worth saying as well that residence committees are mentioned specifically in some legislation. Um, The Retirement Villages Act and the Residential Tenancies Act both refer specifically to residence committees uh, and particular roles that they have or rights that they have in those kinds of accommodation. So... Uh, depending on where you live, though, those rights and those obligations could be different. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're in a residential park, for instance, the Residential Tenancies Act does give you a right to have a residence committee. Um, often we hear from people that they're nervous, especially where there's been a real breakdown in the relationship yeah. with the management. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you've experienced something similar. Well, we, we did, um, uh, and we were sort of 
made to believe that we weren't allowed to mm. to do this, mm. and um, it was only the fact that I've got the um, the help from from Hug. You've got us on speed knew, dial. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> got you on speed dial for sure, and uh, the, we 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 stood up and said, no, no, you know, this is what we're doing. You know, it's all in writing. It's all ele- it's all legal. It's all mm. above board. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're welcome to to read it all. So you know, we handed that to him, and uh, and he's backed down completely from that. You know, yeah. So that's exactly right. There's a right to to form a residence committee. There's a right to to use you know common areas for a residence committee. Again, yep. if you need information about what what rights you have to form a residence committee in your specific accommodation, give us a call, uh, and we'll give out some contact information at the end of the show. Um, so get your pen and paper ready if you are interested in, in following up any of that. Um, what else should we say about residence committees? Um, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Um, I've had a recent, um, something like some people that called up and the residence committee's um, been really, really helpful. And they've been, the, the, they got given a new, um, their old part got bought out by a new company and they got given um, new contracts and lots of the residents were really nervous about all the new terms and they were worried that it was going to change you know, what they're allowed to do um, in their units and on the sites that they rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new managers sent the residence committee um, a copy of the draft contract and they were allowed to go through it and um, they amended some terms that the residents collectively weren't happy with and mm-hmm. they also clarified terms that the residents collectively didn't understand. Um, and it seems like the relationship there from the start is... Um, is open and you know understanding each other's mm. points of view, yeah, that, and that's what and you're they, asking, isn't yeah. it? For understanding, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. then the management also has insight into what it's actually like to live in these parks. They're not just making decisions from the top and thinking, mm. "Oh, that looks about right." What you know? Why would we bother clarifying that specific yeah. word? Yeah. Whereas the residents were like, "No, this word's really important for us to for you to clarify because yeah. it's going to change this thing." Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that points to, you know, it's often, we, I often think about residence committees as being good to redress kind of problems in a park. You know, if you've got a bad relationship with your manager, it's good to have a committee who can help you. Mm. But it's also good, as you kind of pointed out, to, to have a, a residence committee when there's a great relationship with the management and they're receptive True. to what you have to say. There's yeah. a, again, mm. a, a formal way to communicate and to consult and things like that that can be really useful. That's what our aim is, to get mm. to a level where um, where we're on a, um, a friendly basis with, with mm. the committee and the um, and the manager and um, and we're living in a happy place. That that's that's all we're after. That's, that's all the we're dream. after. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, but if you if you don't have that, then again, the the difference in bargaining power for a committee that can say they represent you know residents, a large number of residents, yes, and just can you know can be in the room together. So I'm not going to the manager by myself saying, oh, can you know, can exactly. you exactly, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that you can go together, you can support each other, you can get advice together, um, all of those things to help get better re- resolutions for your issues. Yeah, well, it's not your own personal issue then. It's, yes. it's you know, mm. I'm talking for everybody or the people that aren't here. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here as, you know, representing them because they all feel the same way as we do, mm. you know, which is yeah. great. And that's right. I mean, having that, having that sort of distance or arm's length from the issue, you know, it's a lot easier for me to talk on your behalf than it is for me to have to address my, my own concerns exactly. where it's much more emotional and, yeah, and stressful exactly. for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that uh, on that... Note, I'd like to go to a song. Uh, this is my favourite and, in my opinion, the only good Bruce Springsteen song. Uh, please, don't, <laughs> please don't write in about that. Uh, this, But it's a cover. This is Ruth Moody and we're going to hear Dancing in the Dark.
Stand. 
What's up, listeners? This is Johnny Mac here. Just reminding everybody to tune in to 3CR at 11am each day from Monday, July the 8th to Friday, July the 12th for our special Beyond the Bars broadcast during NADOC. Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project, giving voice to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates across Victoria. For more information, head to our website, 3cr.org.au forward slash beyond the bars. So make sure to listen in and support our brothers and sisters until they're home again. Victoria's roadside drug testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines or MDMA. But those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions and look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. Uh, you're listening to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show, Raise the Roof on 3CR. My name's Shane and I'm here with Pam and Fiona. Before those announcements, we heard from uh, Ruth Moody with a great cover of Dancing in the Dark. Um, we've just been leafing through this month's issue of Women's Weekly. Uh, you've, you've just missed our deep discussion of the Gemini's horoscope for this month. It's very exciting. Um, but possibly more pertinent to our, our topics here on this show. Um, Fiona, why don't you tell us about uh, what, what you got there? Um, so it's an article in this month's Women's Weekly. It's called The New Face of Homeless Women in Australia. Um, and it's under the section heading called National Crisis. And so it goes through, there's um, three different women's profiles they kind of cover. Um, one's a woman called Robin, who's 81, a woman called Rachel, who's 18, and another woman who called Lisa, who doesn't have an age attached. Um, so I'll talk a bit about um, Robin, who's the older woman in this, in this article. Um, I guess in the article, it touches a lot on the systemic issues that she's experienced from, I guess, being a care provider for her four children and her husband passing away. And so... Um, the, her security of, um, I guess, his income being gone and also something that like, we see at HAG when women present is often they've been staying at family members' houses or friends' houses and it's got to the end where they're, they're realising that, the, you know, it's becoming too much moving so much. Um, she also mentions in here that the pension, the, like the low amount of the pension she gets is a real barrier to be able to find any kind of secure housing and be able to afford rent and also all of her other living expenses. Mm. Um and also talks about, I guess this is what um, I think a lot of people experience is people that maybe haven't had to go through the bureaucracy of accessing any kind of support system until they're, you know, 55 plus. Mm -hmm. It's really overwhelming to navigate, especially because so much of it's online now. So people that have mm -hmm. never had to call any service or access any support of any kind just don't even know where to start. Um, and they're things I guess we see a lot when people contact um, HAG for the first time. 
Yeah, it's great to see Women's Weekly tackling, you know, women's homelessness as yeah. an issue, which is, you know, more and more high profile in the media. Um, uh, maybe this is just a stereotype on my part, but I didn't really expect Women's Weekly to have detailed discussions of kind of systemic issues and things like that. The um, So, I mean, I guess one of the things that... I mean, one, one thing that we might say that's somewhat critical of the article is that it, it presents... It does talk about the systemic issues, but it talks about the way that they impact, you know, three individuals as, as kind of personal tragedies for these people. But what we want to talk about is, is the sort of collective aspect of it. And that what we really need uh, isn't more, more sad stories about homeless individuals, but more public housing, um, which, you know, successive state yes. and federal government have neglected so badly. The, um, so we would like to see a follow-up article mm. from the Women's Weekly about public housing. Yeah, well, public housing is really in disaster areas at the moment. Um, they're pulling them all down all over the place and they're not replacing them. Trading them away, swapping yeah, them, yeah. switching over to private, public-private partnerships and things like that. Yeah. The, um, mm. So another thing that I wanted... Sorry, is there anything else you want to say about Women's Weekly? Should we talk about Judy Dench or... Uh, <laughs> no, we can read the Virgo Star Sign out afterwards. Yeah, we'll save that yeah. for save that for a treat after the show. <laughs> I'll go to the library and read it later. <laughs> so I'm sure listeners know that 3CR recently enjoyed its uh, radiothon, and if you didn't get a chance to make a donation so far, you'll be happy to know that it is not too late to donate uh, either to this show, which no doubt you are keen to support and keep on the air, or to any of the other great shows at 3CR. So, gonna hear some details about how you can do that. It's not too late to donate It's not too late to donate It's not too late to donate to 3CR Radiothon 94198377 Or check our website 3cr.org.au Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 03-9419-8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. So I just wanted to mention that today was the uh, annual conference for Fair Go for Pensioners uh, and hopefully uh, on our show in two weeks' time, in the same time slot, uh, we'll hear from someone from Fair Go for Pensioners and talk a bit about what's been discussed and what's coming out of that conference. Um, Fiona, I'm so sad that I got you in here today and we didn't get to sing your notable Bob Dylan cover about retirement housing, but maybe we can get both Fiona's in sometime since they both worked on it. Um, also, if anybody um, wants to be in a video in like a film that's about um, that's like to the song that we wrote, <laughs> we changed some of the words, um, and we've got some flies of um, concerns that residents have written that we thought we could recreate the film clip. If anybody's interested in being, um, you know, a, a, star. a star, a star, then a star, you know, let us know because 
Um, we just want to be the writers, but not the performer, you know? That's, that's a shame. <laughs> Um, so it's time to give out some contact information. So if you've been listening and you were inspired by our discussion of a residence committees, you want to get some more information about forming your own, um, or if you're an older person in Victoria with any other kind of housing issue, um, whether that's needing housing, the rent's getting too high, you've got a notice to vacate, anything like that, or you've got a problem in the housing that you're in, getting repairs done with a contract, whatever it may be, um, please give us a call at HAG and we'll see if we can assist you. The free number that people can call is one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. I've been chastised for not knowing that one off my heart, but there you go. I do. That was off off the top of my head. Uh, did I get it right? That number again. I can I can read it if you just hand me the flyer. It is one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. You can also check out our website, which is oldertenants.org.au, or you can find Housing for the Aged Action Group on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, no doubt soon to be on Instagram with that Bob Dylan cover once we get some stars. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we should say before we finish up for this month? Um, thanks very much, both of you, for coming in. Uh, like I said, we'll be back in two weeks, so it's the second and fourth Wednesday of each month uh, with more news about older people's housing issues. We're going to leave you with a song by Sharon Van Etten. This is Tarifa. Have a great week. Something
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.